This Great start. This is it. This is it, boys. Good afternoon, Missouri State University friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is smart enough to tune into our podcast, to our radio show, to the happenings of Missouri State University and the greater community at large. High above Missouri State's campus in downtown Springfield, Missouri, we are located in Sun Villa Towers, 1902. For our second installment of JBS Productions, we have a special guest today, Jacob. Would you like to do the introduction? Of course. We have Let's a get down to it. great guest here. He goes by the name of Benji McBride. He's coming from Millstadt, Illinois, oh. home of Fireman's Picnic, Reinhardt's, yes. um, oh mm-hmm. Ott's, and a lot of good small-town classic-type restaurants. Oh. Um, Benji, introduce yourself and just kind of tell us what you love about Millstadt, Illinois. Well, guys, thanks for having me today. It's a real honor to be on the second episode ever, um, first guest ever. Um, tell me, I'll tell you guys a little about myself and uh, where I'm from, Millstadt, Illinois. Great town, um, small town, about 3,500, 4,000, somewhere in that range. Great size. Um, great size, not too small, not too big. Uh-huh. Uh, still a lot of kids running around when I was a child to play mm-hmm. with, you know what I mean? Um, had a lot of friends and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people to ride my bike with, you know. Um, as growing up, there was the fireman's picnic, which is, you know, it raises money for the local fire department. Oh, um, volunteer or full time? A lot of volunteers. I don't know that we have any, any full times. I'm not positive on that. Um, I, a few of my, my grade school teachers were volunteers. Um, every time there was a fire, I knew about it. So yeah. Um, my favorite part about Millside, I was asked before the show, I figured I'd share with the, um, with the audiences, uh, this is going to be a weird one, guys. You aren't going to like this. It's pig snoots. Pig snoots. Now, you're thinking right now. Who what would he, who would what is... The, I'm not even sure I know what a pig snoot is, it's, man. It's the, it's the nose of a pig. Dude, and it's, pretty, it's pretty good. I know what you're thinking a right now. A pig snoot or a pig snout? Snoot. Is there a difference? Is that just pronunciation? Quite the controversy. Just a way of uh, saying it. You know what I'm saying? So, a little jargon, maybe. A little okay. Now, you're thinking right now, this is weird. Who would eat that? Who would eat the nose of a pig? Probably well, people from Millstock. People okay. from Millstock. People from the, all of the um, the Illinois side of St. Louis. It's it's from there. Barbecued, smoked, deep fried. Oh, Some of goodness. those are options to cook it. It tastes like, let me put this in your head. You ever had a pork rind? Oh, of course. Well, I've tasted a few. Mix a pork time. rind, a strip okay. of bacon, oh. and a smoked rack of ribs together in your head. Oh, my. And you have a big snoot. That sounds delightful. Do you taste the snot? No. It's a crunchy treat. Is it? Is it it's crunchier than you think it's going to be. Really? It's More like a potato chip. chip. Yeah. Potato chip. It's like that pork rind consistency. Okay. Hmm. So when one so. eats a pig snoot, you're eating like six pig snoots? Like how big are we talking? You're talking like about a, you're like talking a, about, about a four by four section of snoot. You get about whew. two or three of them on a sandwich, but mm. if you get a platter, maybe four. It's a hefty, mm. hefty snoot. You get fries and you get... I always put white bread underneath mine, put it on there, lather it up in sauce. You know, my my area of the world is a really wet style of barbecue. He that, likes it wet. That east of St. Louis, right there, that okay. that uh, part of Illinois. Um, just lather the sauce on. So really, that's how I that's how I like my barbecue. Tangy, spicy. Well, you kind of got that good mix of uh, that St. Louis style, which is kind of kind of a tangier, I guess. Okay, um, okay. but. Little little thicker. I like to throw a little sweet baby rays on mine. That's an Aldi classic. That's a classic mm. right there. Sweet, sweet baby rays original. I'm not a big fan of the brown sugar. Really? Oh. The green brown sugar is not my thing. No, that's fair. I do have. I know Norbert Jacob 
sure. uh, some questions for you. But just before we get yes. still too deep, I notice you have a beard. I have a beard. Is Millstop Village, it's not a township, it's, it's a not village, a township. I, from what I understand. Is Millstop Village, is it a beard town? And then off of that, is the mullet still in style? Don't see a lot of, a lot of mullets around oh, Millstop. Okay. I know about a two or three of my buddies from back home. Right? Okay. Two or three have the mullets and they stick to, they stick to it. They're true to it. Oh, okay. It's a lifestyle at this point really? um, to them. So, yeah, they're uh, they're rocking. It's still a very big beard town. If you can grow a beard, you grow a beard. You know what I'm saying? Patchy or, I mean, can it just... You know, you, you have those high school kids that it's their first time growing a beard and it's patchy growing in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's painful. You see them hopping out of their Bronco, you know, walking into the IGA and it's just like, man, you might want to shave that, but... Ooh. You're thinking, okay, well... Yikes! You gotta start somewhere. Ooh! So, guys, I think it's I think it's time we get into the the main reason I'm here. Well, yeah, you gotta... Very hot take um, for all in a fraternity. Sure. Comes with that is a lot of apparel. Mm-hmm. The go-to for this apparel is Comfort Colors brand. Yeah. And I hear you have an issue with Comfort Colors. I just think that they have they have a monopoly on the market right now. Mm. If you're in a fraternity or a sorority, really any campus organization, you've bought a Comfort Color. Mm. That, that's just a fact right mm-hmm. there. Now... I would say, what percentage of our shirts do you think are, are comfort colors? Would you say a good 95%? They have. See yeah. Right about Yeah, it. they have a lot. All but, all but one in all recent but, memory. All but There's one. a lot of comfort colors at Missouri State University. Sure. And, and uh, would you agree with the fact that they are on average more expensive than a normal cotton shirt? Well, yes. yes. Oh, yes. significant. Okay, so so that's where, we're, that's where we're at. Now, let me tell you the reason comfort color was started. Okay. Can you think of your favorite shirt from your childhood in your head? Yes. Okay. At this point in time... It's worn out. Yes. You've worn a lot. Yeah. It's been through the wash. Pretty sweaty. It's of soft because it's been washed a lot. It's soft cotton oh, at this course. point. It's not rough anymore. It's, it's a little bit worn up, but it's just got so many good memories. Of course. So that's Comfort Colors, what they really want to sell their shirts initially as. That soft cotton that's been worn out. That's why they, they all look oh, worn out oh. as soon as you buy them. They got the white on them from, oh, from wash marks. Wow. That's that's their point in making these shirts. Man, really? It's your favorite shirt. It's been worn out. It's soft. You love wearing it. An interesting take. Now, for me, I don't have any any. I have good memories in comfort colors. Don't get okay, me wrong. Okay. But those shirts from my childhood, I have I have one specific. I made it into a cutoff recently, but it's a it's from a bass fishing tournament. I fished mm-hmm. sophomore year of high school. I wear that thing all the time. I wore it today actually. Oh wow! I woke up. I put that shirt on. Good memories. It's soft. It's worn out, but I it brings back the memories in it. So they're kind of I'm not going to say they're fake, right? Comfort colors. But I think that their their image they're trying to uphold, I just I'm just not a fan. They're, they have that little bit of a vintage look that they're trying to go for to appeal. But I think, and this is going to sound a little petty of me to say, but the neck is one of my specific problems with the Comfort Ooh, Color shirt. The neck. The neck hole is oversized. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. The they, neck is too big in circumference. Too big in circumference. The neck should be. It's tight. floppy. It, it, it should, should be tighter tight. around my neck. It shouldn't be worn out because then it gets so you well, just had a bigger piece. neck. Does anyone have that big one? I mean, Does anyone I got, have a huge neck that you I know? I got a pretty thick neck, but it's not even close to filling that gap. Honestly, he, he's wearing a shirt underneath it, and I can see the entire neck of it. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. Like, leave, leave the upper half of the shirt tight so it stays, you know, also, fits comfortably. Here's where I'm at with shirts. Enough. If I'm going to buy a, a new shirt from the store right now, my go-to right now, if I can say a brand on here. Yeah, that's right. Oh, always. I'm going to go to Academy Sports. Ooh, oh, Gander oh, Mountain. <laughs> I would go to Gander Yikes. Mountain if they hadn't or, gone out of business. Gander Outdoors. Gander Outdoors <laughs> is the new Gander, Gander Mountain. Say that on the radio. I would, um, 
You're an ex-employee, right? I'm, a, I'm an ex-employee of Gander Mountain. Okay. I love the brand. I loved their stuff. Some people thought their stuff was, was a little expensive. But here's my take on that. I bought a lot of Gander Mountain brand stuff. Their house brand was not an over overpriced. Mm-hmm. A lot. So now if they brought in another brand that, like, say, Bass Pro also carries, on average, that was going to be a little more expensive. But I do have to say that the new the new owner of Gander Outdoors, Marcus Limonis, I believe is his name. Get inside um, information. Ex-employee. Yeah. He bought him out, and he's keeping the Gander name, but he's changing to Gander Outdoors. He has revamped his uh, his business model, and it's a it's a great store. I've been in the one. Uh, there's a new one out in Chesterfield, Missouri. I've been in it. Awesome store. It's quality. Got a lot of good stuff. Really, really kind of changed it. They sell a lot of mountain biking stuff now, which they didn't have before. Kind of got a – they're still in the hunting and fishing, but they, uh, they toned it back a little bit. So – but back to uh, back to my shirts. I um, bring it back in. I go to Academy Sports. Okay. They have they normally on average have a, a table of ten dollar t shirts mm. that are not comfort colors, but they are that that style. On the front, they may have the little the pocket or frocket, if you will. Um, they have a little design on the front. Just it's a little thing. But on the back, they have a a big full back de- a full back design. Okay. A lot of times, like the last one I had was a bass. I'm a bass fisherman. You know, you I, I have to have it. And this was a long sleeve for $10. A long sleeve for $10. This long sleeve Pitt's got on right now, 28 at least, right? 25. No, 25. How much was that shirt? The shirt was 25 Actually, 23 they charge a processing fee because Comfort Colors has the monopoly on their own products. So they don't sell – like you can't buy just like straight com- – like when you order shirts from Comfort Colors or from another company – they have to buy it from Comfort Colors. They don't have it in yep. stock. Yep. So they have to add this extra little process. Such as Houndstooth you're thinking of? Houndstooth, like uh, James Point, sure. GGI Greek all go through the same process. Some of them sure. might have a little bit on hand just to have some samples, but for the most part, they work in these kind of niche orders. So Comfort Colors is just reeling in the dough off SEC schools yep. and kind of the bigger, now, bigger plays. For $23, I could get two of these shirts I'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Two for now they're not going to say they're not going to say the fraternity that I'm in. They're not going to promote the organization I'm in, which is why mm. I do own Comfort Colors. You can call me a hypocrite you want, but I want to support my organization, so okay. I'm going to buy some of those shirts. I just wish that I could get a normal cotton t-shirt. I'm I'm thinking anywhere from that that ten, twelve to fifteen dollar range that could support the organization I'm in, without having to go through a lot of troubles. Because I've been told, well, why don't you just go to a printing company? And have and design a shirt and have them make it in that kind valid, of shirt. Valid point. That's a valid, that is a valid. That is a valid point. But why should I have to go out of my way just to get that T-shirt? Should that not be an option to college students? So, should that not be a bigger part of it? Because back where I'm from, Millsad, Illinois, we've chatted about it a little bit today. The village. Until oh, so I did one year at, at another school, a smaller school, oh, community yeah. college, well, and I transferred in here to Missouri State, the great school that we're at right now. Go Bears. Go Bears. Um, Beat Western Illinois. Beat Western Illinois tomorrow. Homecoming game. Oh, yeah. But so I, I up until my sophomore year of college, which was when I transferred here, had not even had not even owned a comfort color. I didn't own them in high school. They weren't a big deal. Grade school, not a big deal. Back when I was running around Millstot, you know, fishing, hunting, driving my truck around, the things you do in small towns. Yeah, do what you got to do. Um, I would never wear a comfort color. Mm-hmm. They were a joke to me. Not a joke, but, you know, I, I see these shirts that I'll, I'll – Everybody in these colleges is wearing thinking, why are they paying so much? And um, so that's really where I'm at with that. Um, 
so, on comfort colors. So to recap, sure. the main points that I'm getting from you, ben, Benji, mm-hmm. or even Benjamin, sure, full name, rather, is that A, Comfort Colors is selling you this worn-in t-shirt without actually you having to put in the effort and the memories and the time to make it look worn out. Yes, Bob. That's okay. exactly it. I want to wear it out myself. You want to you put in the time and effort. I want the memories when I look at that shirt. Okay. Number two is that it, they almost have a monopoly to where no matter what branding or what design you want to put on them, Comfort Colors is going to get a profit from that yeah. because they're the only supplier on campus. There's no – they have a monopoly. Yeah, they have a monopoly. You could get a Gildan shirt, right? You could get one mm-hmm. and you could put your logo on it. But that's not going to be common. So whenever my apparel chair of, of my fraternity sends out – Hey, we're getting a shirt for homecoming. Hey, we're going to get this shirt mm-hmm. for formal. That is not even an option. The only option I see on that website is comfort color. Wow. That is truly an unpopular opinion. Opinion, you might say. Most people like them. Dude, dude, one person might even say the apparel chairman of your fraternity agrees with you, but sees that the market is asking for comfort colors. I would agree. And, and here's another fact that I'll just throw out there really quick. Um, I, I like to work outside. I, I landscapes for a time. Work with your hands. I'm a fisherman you outside like, in the middle of the summer. You like big bass. I like big bass, and I can't lie. Hey. Um, I'm out there a lot He's over the, the summer. I, the I do a lot outside, fish fries, barbecues, all that kind of stuff. I'm getting warm. It's I'm from the Midwest, so I'm not from the, the you know the deep south where it gets real hot, but it gets really humid. It's very sticky. It's a humid It's a day. sticky situation here. And a comfort color is a thick shirt. It is a thick shirt. When a lot you get of cotton thread. A lot of cotton thread. It gets real humid. You get a little sweaty. That's It's sticking to you. It's just holding that heat in because it's a thick shirt. Yikes. That's now, you don't want to see. let me ask you a question. You're, it's a, you're a fish fry. It's a hot summer day. I've been a lot of people there. You would, you would potentially even like to do even a little recruiting for your fraternity. Mm-hmm. There's some guys there that are looking to join. Mm-hmm. But you can't. You're just too hot and, and sweaty. So you want to wear your, just, your good old cotton t-shirt that you've had for years. That bass fishing tournament T-shirt I was just talking about. I'd love to wear that to that fish fry. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm gonna wear a, a T-shirt that pr- promotes my organization, and I'm just gonna have to suffer through the heat in it, honestly. And I know that's not a big concern for a lot of people, but that's where I'm at on on the heat with them. All righty. Thank you, Benji, for bringing on the old topic of comfort colors. No problem. There's going to be a lot of people in Missouri State just fired up about this conversation. I can tell you that right now. Isn't that right, Jacob? Of course. I just... In fact, I can see people right outside this 1902 window. Oh, my goodness. There's comfort colors everywhere. This is ridiculous. If this this even sparks a little bit of interest in one or two students thinking, I've had the same thought for years. Hey. Mm. I really, I really hope to reach Let's those students, and we can start a little bit of a movement. Maybe throw in an option that's not comfort colors once in a while. The possibilities are endless. We could even, you could even bring it up to exec boards of, uh, of chapters, and just say, "Hey, this is this is what we're looking at. We're looking at uh, changing the scene a little bit. We're we're looking to be trendsetters. That's what we are here at Missouri State. Trendsetters, that's not followers. Bear up, bear up. Now moving on, we are going to." move into life hacks with Mr. Jacob Norbeck. Well, we uh, have a really, really interesting life hack here today. I actually got it from freshman year, Bob's roommate, goes by Big Nate. He has quite the personality, but he really, really had something that stuck with me. At the time, I thought it was a little silly, but he put dryer sheets in the air vents. Oh, yes, he did. Now, you might be thinking, why would you do such a thing? 
It's actually a very cheap way to keep your room smelling fresh. You don't have to buy Febreze, you don't have to buy any other air fresheners, that type of thing. Um, just stick a few dryer sheets in the vent, tape them down, and they'll be good for a couple months. So that's a life hack today. I can speak to that also. I live with Big Nate, uh, great roommate, freshman year. We had a lot, of, a lot of good memories together, had a lot of interesting times. But I tell you what, despite all of our air conditioning issues, we had heat issues, we had some disagreements on maybe what temperature to keep the thermostat on. It's all right. Can do what you got to do. But the one thing we did have better, did this the best in the entire floor, in the entire Freudenberger, Freudenberger community, was that we had the best smelling room. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think anyone could, could agree to that. But uh, it's a great life hack. Great life hack. Hope you can try it at home. Now moving on to this day in history and this week in history, we have a lot of big events happening in the week of October 14th through the 20th, or October 14th through the 21st, 2018. On this day, on October 17th, it is Alan Jackson's birthday. He is a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame. He turned 60 on Wednesday. Happy birthday, Alan! We also have on October 19th, um, 2000, or on October 19th of this week, it is the anniversary of when General Cornwallis. Surrendered to our own first president, George Washington, uh, at the Battle of Yorktown, effectively ending the Revolutionary War. This uh, marked a very intense moment in the uh, founding of our country where we have the, see the starting of our nation. Uh, God bless you, George, and thank you for all that you've done. He's our first president. God rest his soul. Benji, what do you think? What do the people at Millstop think about George Washington? Big fans, big fans, big fans of really. the year 1776. What about the English and who they fought? What do they think about British and European culture? You know, I, I don't know the opinions of everyone in that town. Uh, yeah. you know, what do you think, personally? I, the, I like the now, British. I think the British the, are cool. They're cool. They're a cool country. Yeah. They have, they a, have like cool a lot culture. of food and Now, music. I will say this. Um, Milstadt, the name... German. Oh, if you, yikes! If you, uh, uh, you hear that, it's not English. It's um, it's German. Now we also have a, a restaurant named um, Reinhardt's. Very German name. Very German. There's a there's a deep German culture there with an Oktoberfest and such. Oh. So it's a it's definitely heavily rooted in its culture. Wow, very good to know. Whenever you're visiting Millstadt, Illinois, listeners, feel free to stop by Reinhardt's. Just make sure you count for the time. <laughs> It's a hefty weight. It's a hefty weight. Very slow service. Very slow service, but right. very, very good food. Food is quality. At lunchtime, you'll see many trucks parked outside. All the farmers will go there for lunch. Uh, all the town people working in the, you know, I know a lot of mechanics that, that'll go there. A lot of people from other restaurants, even on their lunch breaks, will go there wow. if they have the time. Because a lunch, a lot of time, no, they have, a, they have an amazing breakfast. Wow. One of the best I've ever eaten. The haystack is something to... Fill you up. The haystack, the Dan's breakfast. They have they have some good some good picks there, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long time for you to get your food. Lunch is a little bit different. They're gonna have burgers on the grill back there. Okay. They're gonna have a soup of the day. They're gonna be ready. They're gonna have a special. Yeah. Fridays is a fish special. One oh. of my favorite days of the week. Um, so one might say they're just serving American cuisine. Yeah, there's definitely. Um, I know it Not started a of, as a German restaurant. Yeah. A lot of heritage there. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. A lot of. A lot of oh, uh, sausages and, and sauerkraut were served in its day. But do you eat sauerkraut? I do. Dude, Dude, me gas. Dude, hot take? I'm a big fan of sauerkraut. Gas. 
It's not not a common thing anymore. People just don't eat it. You one know? of my one of my favorite meals. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm not a big sauerkraut on my brats guy. I'm not a big. Mm-hmm. I'm not big into that exclusively. But it's country true. spare ribs in a crock pot. Some kraut. With some kraut on top. You cook that thing for a couple hours. Let all the juices just flow. Falls wow. right off the bone. Just that's a tasty treat. Wow. So, dude. Uh, You've talked about all this German heritage, but uh, your name is McBride. Do you feel any connection to your Irish heritage? I, I know you're pretty fondly uh, an American and proud to be American, but as Americans, we have to acknowledge our backgrounds. So Unless do you feel you're any? fully Native American. I am. Um, I don't think anyone's that anymore. Let's well, well not, not a, a single soul. Not a single soul, you're saying. Not a single soul in this room, my dudes. Unless you are, by all means, but uh, I highly doubt that. Very I'll, say, much so. I'll say it like this. I'm I'm proud to be red, white, and blue. I um I what don't do you, what I, is what is what does that mean to be proud of red, white, and blue? I'm what proud of my country. I have I like um my opportunities in this country, my rights in this country that you know a lot of other countries just don't have the opportunities that I have. And true. And a lot of a lot of them do. And they're they're just arguments to be made on either side. True. But um my last name is McBride. You, you know, you're correct. Irish, Irish heritage. But I don't know a lot about that side of my family. Um, I know a lot about my immediate family, my grandparents on that side. But their grandparents were, were really got shady in there. I don't know a lot about that. Um, they don't even know all of that in there, you know. Oh, of um, course. Some. I know I definitely have Irish um, in me. But... I do, I do know that I have on that side some German as well, and I do have some German on my mother's side as well. So I do have a lot of German in there. Maybe some Hungarian I do know. My grandma was from there. Do you, uh, you have any Hungarian connections at all? Any any foods? Any anything? Any traditions? Um, so if you want to know a few, few foods, um, sour cream twists are a classic cookie in my family. Toth was the... Hungarian side of my family, the Toths. Oh. So we have a Toth family Christmas every year. It's huge. All the cousins, everybody we know. Big family. Um, big family on big that Hungarian side. Hungarian guy. Um, and there's always this cookies called Sour Cream Twists. I'm not a huge fan. They're good with, they have a lot of pecans on them. They're good with the, pecans and sugar as the topping. They're good with the coffee. They're good with the coffee. And I'm not a big coffee guy. Maybe a little Dunkin' Peace. Um, yeah, this. There are other foods that growing up uh, were made in the kitchen by my mother that I'm sure have rooted backgrounds in that because of her mother. So, yeah, I'm a few a few traditions there. I got you. So, a little Hungarian, a little, little German, a little Irish. Sure. Any other any other parts of the world you, your family stems traditions from? Like, for example, my family is not Italian in the slightest, but gosh dang it, we love our lasagna. And really? Growing up in Pittsburgh, a lot of uh, cheap mom-and-pop Italian food. Literally every street corner had... A pizza shop and you know so like i you know i feel affected by italian culture and polish culture too eating pierogies sure. and all that kind of stuff but i'm not i'm not italian or polish but i feel this connection to those food groups you know what i mean sure like a little, so would you say that's any any of that kind of long distance stretch for milstadt seems not, like pretty german i'm not gonna say a long distance stretch i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go Overseas with mine, but I'll tell you this: we're a we're a big barbecue family. Ooh, big. Barbecue. Every member of my family. Well, I don't know about every member, but all a Majority. lot of members have smokers um, outside on their back deck next to the grill. So you got to grill on a smoker. So, um, and we like to try from different parts of the country. 
America is good at one thing, barbecue, when it comes to food. We're good at a lot of stuff, but I would and say we're the number one country when it comes to barbecue. There's Mongolian barbecue. There's there's other Thai barbecue. They're just not the same. We we know how to Apples cook to oranges, We right? know how to cook it. And each part of our country, Kansas City, St. Louis, oh, Carolina, Texas, Memphis, all of those are good examples, a good representation of this country and, and the different styles of barbecue we have. And sometimes you just got to – you maybe you can put a Memphis dry rub on there. With a Kansas City barbecue sauce. That's mixing a You're little bit of culture. Matching barbecues. But that right there, it doesn't get any better. Wow. Here's a hot take sure. for the group. I don't know. This could be something that maybe we agree on or maybe not. But something I think needs to change in our culture, whether it's here in our listening broadcast area or just in the United States as a whole, we need to start sitting down for family dinners. Amen. Not even just family dinners, but I mean, we talked about Brian Marks earlier in the show. Sure. What is wrong with taking taking time to sit at table and break bread together, dude? Uh, having I would I would say I, my family is a little a little burnt out on set of family dinners. Having set the table every night for you know fifteen years, and then cleaning said table, and then X Y Z. Now the food was good, as you know, mom made the food. Dad brought home, you know, a little dessert sometimes, maybe a little KFC if mom was sick, you know. But for okay. the most part, you know, very, very cliche, everyday sit-down dinner. Now, I, you know, you, one might say that I might be a little out of line having grown up with it, you know, not knowing what's, what it's like without it. But having known what it's like with it, it's, uh, it's important. But I think one can make of any situation a good time if you just – Spend the time to acknowledge each other. Oh, here's the, here's the question, Pitt, for for you is: Are you close with your family because of those dinners, because of those experiences that you had at the family table? Now, like I said, I have a, a mixed opinion on said family dinners. So, for example, when I go home on uh, Christmas Christmas vacation or Christmas break, the arguments will ensue, hundred percent. Well, yeah, that's family. Everyone's gonna have that. But uh, you know, tears will be shed, anger will be spit. Wow. However. It brings us closer together. So I guess as long as you have that uh, that knowledge and forthwith thought process that you know it's just a conversation and having that healthy open attitude, you know, I think it can be it can be the move. See that's that's true, and I've been I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Is that I get mad, and I think we live in a culture really that is very instant gratification. Do we do we agree disagree? Jake, I would we, agree. I would agree. We, we think oh, very much. We're, I mean, we're talking about social media. We're talking about uh, TV, internet, whatever your source of entertainment is. We're talking as soon as you want something, you can have it. It's at the tip of your fingers. Whether you have a smartphone, whether you have a, a laptop, whatever it is. The more we can train ourselves to take a step back, to sit down, have those family dinners, have those uncomfortable conversations, grow as individuals, I think that our society would be better. I couldn't agree more. Oh, 100% agree. Here's the challenge though, guys, is that how do we influence those around us to make that happen? Well, dude, it's uh, it's one of those things where, for, like like I said, mixed opinion on it, but I don't like doing it when I'm doing it, but I sure as hell am grateful for having those conversations. Tough conversations. They are. I think they're conversations. Nora, what do you think? I think the family dinner is very important. There's memories there's discussions that have to be done and the little work of setting a table or cleaning up afterwards is well worth the memories and the experiences that you're going to have at that family dinner he agrees 
See, for me on this topic, I like uh, Mr. McGrath over here. I grew up um, with a family dinner every night. That's wonderful. Every, I can tell you this. I can go home for Labor Day or you know Columbus Day, whatever holiday, Thanksgiving break. I can guarantee you every night of that break, unless I'm doing something else such as hunting or something, you know, well, so, uh, an event that's going to take me into the night. Into the woods. But I will say this. I will be at the dinner table with my family. I can, like I can tell you that. I, I don't know that the tears are going to be shed. I don't know that, that um, arguments are going to be had. I can tell you this. My, um, my brother, he's been married about a year, year and a half, maybe two. Um, his wife, when she came around for the first, first couple of times to our dinner table, was really quiet. And we asked her one time, why are you so quiet? And she said, my family dinners are super quiet. They put all the food that they were going to eat on a counter. They would all go fill up a plate, and then they'd come back. No food on the table, so there's no passing. There's no saying, hey, Dad, would you pass me the green beans? You, you know, you never heard that at that table. Um, and she said, you guys, you guys are so loud when you have dinner. You, you're yelling across, having people pass stuff. You, have a, you could be having a conversation with a person that's not sitting right next to you. They could be, they could be across the table a ways, and you could yell down there to have a conversation with them. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It was just, it's kind of an event, but yeah. every night, every night. I'd be eating dinner with my family, and that's that's how I think a lot of people should be. I think it brings the family closer together, um, and I couldn't. There's not much I like more than going home and having that dinner. And here's the other thing: I think that this could extend not only to our family and our family audience, but roommates in college. Mm. I think the more your roommates sit down together and have a meal, I think the more problems might be worked out. You probably will have less problems in the room. I'm talking uh, sweet mates, roommates, really. Wherever you're living or whoever you surround yourself with, break bread together. That's the bottom line. Yeah, and I think right there on, with a the college campus and roommates, that one's hard. That it one's is. harder than the family because when I'm at home, there's going to be one thing cooked. My mom's going to fill the crock pot up. That's she's going to fill a pan up. She's going to do something. She's going to make a dinner. But say the house I live in right now, just, just for example, I like, to, I like to cook something for dinner. I like to make something. I just made a pork roast and I froze a bunch of packs mm. up and I, oh. I eat pulled pork once yeah. in a while. And I, I'll cook something else in between. Um, one of my other roommates, Nate, great guy, by the way. Um, he has a he has a meal plan on campus, a pretty hefty one. He's got 14 meals a week. Okay. Every day for lunch and dinner, he walks over to the dining halls. Okay. So it's hard for me to eat with him because I have a smaller meal plan. It only allows me to eat there for lunch. So for me to eat there with him on a on a, just a normal weekday or even a weekend, I'm going to have to pay that extra money, which I can do to break bread with him, but hard to do a lot. Now, say one of my other roommates sitting right here with us, he might like to go out more often. A lot of times, you'll see him with a Qdoba. Pause. Uh, just for the the you know the the update for the listeners, it has now been seven and a half weeks since the meal has been cooked. <laughs> Continue, Benji. Which meal? Just a, meal? a meal. I have not cooked a meal in our house. Oh. In seven and a half weeks. Oh, see, yeah. so he's he's big and going out, which is great food. You know now, it's going to be quality. Now, pa, now that Your being said, be that being said, I've gone other places and helped cook food. Good. Sure. That's good. I I do and I do you know aim for the vegetables and stuff like That's that. Good. That's good. I'm not, you know, I'm not. wheel involved here. Just hey, kind of I, spit in your I'm trying to diversify greens, when I can. Reds, yellows. We also uh, we also have one more roommate that has not been mentioned, and he, um, like we said before, instant gratification. Oh, if he's hungry, he eats. So there's no there's no planning a time with him. Yeah. If he's hungry at three thirty in the afternoon, you can bet he's making craft mac and cheese in the it's kitchen. Dude, uh, having lived with this roommate three years, the best strategy is to just find food and give it to him. Yeah, he's he always so hungry. Oh, yeah, he could yeah. be he could be grilling dogs at ten o'clock at night. 
Oh. He's hungry. He's growing dogs. Oh, freshman year, so he would no order pizza at 11 p.m. and then just go to town on that. Sure, no like, BLD. It was impressive, no to be honest. It was zero just, BLD tradition or uh, cycle. A little crazy. So that, I'm not saying it's impossible to meet up with your roommates and have a have a dinner, but that one's going to be. I think that's going to be more of a, a challenge. Bi-weekly or okay, or bi-monthly. Pardon me. Um, you know what I'm saying, or maybe once oh, a month. Of course. It's very very fair. So. Dude, here's a here's a question. So, if you have family friends come over, sure. Do you do you, do you like the you know grab and go type meal, just kind of relax, or do you do the formal sit down dinner? Because like formal my family, sit-down. we have like my dad's predecessor will come over, or neighbors will come over, and we have the full spiel. Both parents cleaning and cooking all day. You know, it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm kind of in the mindset. It's a little overkill. You know mm. what I mean? Just I could not you know. disagree more. That being said. I can also respect the amount of formality and effort they put into it. Yeah. Imagine going to someone's house and they they clean their house for you, they cook for you, you sit down formally, you you know have that family dinner with another family. Yeah, and great how, time. Hot take: I think we should do that as college students, but we don't do it enough. And like you know, like get like the family together. You know, what I mean? sure. Like you're talking about a whole chapter, say. Maybe not a whole right. chapter. Maybe a friend group, perhaps. Sure. But, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? It's it's easier said than done, of course. But of course. We'll have to see. And that one, like I said, with the roommates, it's hard to get them together. With a whole with a whole fraternity, I think you're going to have to bond. It's going to have to be over something that everybody would like to do at that, at that point. Maybe watch a football game. Oh, of course. You know what I'm saying? Maybe say, hey, guys, I'm going to the game Saturday. I'm going to go watch the MSU Bears just crush their homecoming opponent. You know, would you guys like to come? Indeed. You know, bring a friend. Bring a plus one, you know. Bring sure. the lady or a man, you uh-huh. know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Just open up, you know, open up to other people, make it, make them a priority. I feel like we don't do that enough. We don't prioritize, you know, we focus on, you know, what we're doing and why we're in college and why we're in this organization, but really should focus on just as much as the other people around us. Because you don't go to college, if you want to go to college by yourself, you go to the University of, uh, what is it, what, Phoenix or whatever, the online university? The online one. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, you know. I believe it's Grand Canyon University. I believe that's another option. Speaking of which, let's move on to our perfect segue into our next segment, the uh, song of the day. It's got a little taste there. Well, viewers and listeners and all goers alike, today we are celebrating Alan Jackson's 60th birthday, uh, since his birthday was this week, with his number one hit from a few years back. Really, he's done a lot of wonders for him, but this song is Remember When by Alan Jackson. Get ready, because it does tug on your heartstrings. Start and it was hard. 
curse, there was joy, there was hurt, remember when Remember when Old ones died and new were born and life was changed Disassembled came together, fell apart, and broke each other's hearts. Remember when? discuss your favorite album jacks get a little kleenex all righty welcome back well it seems uh that was again alan jackson happy 60th belated 60th birthday to a legend they have 60 more <laughs> how amazing would that be go to an alan jackson concert it's just an old man with advances in modern technology 120. medicine 120 is very feasible oh that would be incredible i'd I, I would pay money to for at that. least 115 I, I would, i'm not a big concert guy but i would pay a pretty hefty amount to see a 120-year-old man just go to town. Not just any man. Well, I'm not Alan Jackson. Jackson. 120-year-old legend. Demigod, really? Demigod? Demigod? Have you heard the song Drive? 
Do what I have. Let's music to my ears. Is that your favorite Alan Jackson song? By far. He's got a lot of years. I mean, think of the Rolling Stones. Those dudes have like had sex, drugs, and rock and roll for 50 Dude, years. Uh, and first so concert I ever saw was Pearl Jam and Rolling Stones. Mm, wow. Fun fact, wow. I was so tired. I was eight at the time. Wow. I actually You're fell asleep. Educational experience. Fell asleep in the middle of Pearl Jam and woke up in the middle of Rolling Stones. It was a magical moment. That is. Discovered that is awesome. the power of uh, sleep that day. Dude, it's nuts. All right, so any any particular reason other than just the number one song? Maybe they hit you right in the feels, maybe? What's You remember a specific time? Well, when? I, just, I just know Alan Jackson has been a uh, great country music artist. And since his birthday, you know, I thought we'd honor him through our show and through our listeners because really – I don't think a lot of younger listeners among younger audiences, I think they're losing touch with these country artists from the 90s. And they have a lot of darn good music out there. Even earlier than the 90s sometimes. Well, yeah. This is the prime country days. Hmm. I mean, you're talking between 1965-ish to even about 1997. You're talking some prime music. In the country, large range. Well, that's we pretty good. A, a lot of a lot of options. Well, I feel yeah. like uh, country music fills a gap that like a lot a lot of the other genres don't necessarily hit. You know, here's a little, little hominess. Well, here's the, here's another thing that I don't think we think enough about is what what about Europeans or people from other cultures? What do they think of country music? Dude, uh, they probably think it's all the same. But uh, I mean, you think they can identify it with it as well as maybe? What if they have their own genre? You think they have their? What if they have their own versions? of they definitely do. Like, well, dude, you, ever like, see, you see the movie uh, uh, Kingsman 2? The, the second Kingsman or whatever? Oh, yeah. So freaking John awesome. Denver just making an appearance. Country roll. Like he's like Scottish <laughs> dude singing country roads. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> what if, like it's really painful to listen to, but it, you know, it strikes strikes home. Sounds like you think, that's a, you think China has like its own version of country, like Chinese country music? I bet let's, it does. Let's think about why we like country music. It's, it's relatable. It's a lot of things that we like to do. Right? Reminds me of home. Reminds me of home. It, it's things you like to do. It's pretty American, but you got to realize me and me and Beck here are both ag majors yeah. in the field of agriculture. So yeah. we, we both have, have seen it that we are not number one in all fields of agriculture. There are some other countries that that produce more, say, cattle of some sort. So or even like we're high up in poultry. We're pretty high. I think we are number one in, in chickens currently. Produced, but Brazil is also very high in that in that uh, field. So, who's to say that they don't have songs that they they just relate to when it comes to songs country music? Yeah. Farmers they, across the lane can relate yeah, to these these songs. Talking about their old trucks that they drive that you know they may have some problems, but they're they're never going to sell that old half ton. You know what I'm saying? It's true. No shot. Rather rather rust in the field. Exactly. They're going to keep that thing going until the day they die or the day it dies. Indeed, either work. But if we're alive to 120, it'll probably be the car that goes first. Not if it's a Chevrolet, I would say. Dude, uh, one last take here. What do you think of the new Mercedes X-Class? For those of you who don't know, the new Mercedes X-Class is indeed an American-style pickup truck. What What are you calling an American-style pickup truck? What does that What does that term mean? What does that, what does that term mean? It's more of a, you know, not not necessarily making it. You know, it's not really a midsize. Kind of on the larger side of things. We're talking like. We're talking a thirty-five hundred diesel. We're not quite. I think that's. Uh, I think that's. I think that's more. That's more like cowboy range. We're, we're talking more like uh, fifteen hundred, maybe. Silverado fifteen hundred, like Silverado or maybe F one fifty, kind of like base level, big truck, full size truck. Definitely a half, at least half ton or bigger. Maybe a Tundra, Tundra maybe. Okay. Okay. Sure. I have. I haven't done too much research. Uh, 
Because I know where I stand when it comes to trucks. Bob just laying some deuces on the way on the way back. I apologize you had to hear that. The smell is just awful, but here we are, anyways. Like I was saying, I, I just know where I stand well, when it comes to trucks yikes. and um, tried and true is where I'm at on that. Anything else? I feel better. Well, thanks. I have a shout out. Oh, shout outs. All right, while he thinks of some shout outs. No, 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 I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just trying to think how to word this. Here at JBS Productions, we really give the listeners what they want. A pair of two sisters came to me, and they they specifically asked for a shout-out. So here goes to the two biggest suckers I know, Anne-Marie and Claire Frazier. There you go. Indeed. If you'd like to be featured on our podcast or given a shout-out, reach out to any one of us or uh, hit us up at jbspropod at gmail.com. And uh, I'll see you. Well, we'll see you next week. Adios. Have a trip. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know who I want to take me home. Trevor Brecca is on the floor. I think we hit everything. Trevor Brecca's in there. Whoa! Do we have a guest in the house? We can edit that house. Got a little sneak peek (laughs) of the new episode. Hey, you heard it here first. (laughs) Hot take of the day. Yogurt? Not very good. Oh! Whoa! Yikes! I'd like to be on this conversation. I know.